Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. At the moment, it's a want, but it may become a need. The Fantasy Football Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Planet Sky FF, the world where everything revolves around £50,000. My name is Such. And my name is James. It's chilly in the studio. Uh, it's all right. It's a bit on the nippy side. Some of Let's us have been sitting to. up here waiting for you. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. But, you know, doing five jobs at once. Uh, one of them is trying to win 50 grand. Um, I halved my rank this week. Well but done. But I do it every week. So I go from 10K. No, no, no you don't. To 5K. To then 10K. To 5K. <laughs> it's not like it's, it's in, incremental or in between. It literally has been like... 9 or 10k, 5k. 9 or 10k, 5k. 9 or 10k, 5k. I'm at 5k now. Um, but I'm I'm working towards getting the team that makes me happier, which is which is good. So cool. Um yeah, 122 this week. What about you? 122, that's really good, Sage. 111. Cool. I had a gaming rank of eight hundred and something. Yes, mate. So it's, it's not bad, right? So where you up pretty, to? Really, some four nine nine zero. My gaming rank has gone up. We, me and James, were just discussing off air. Yeah, I found some points from somewhere. Point, I don't know where. I, no, we found some rank from somewhere. I don't yeah. know if we found points from somewhere. <laughs> My rank has definitely gone up since Monday. Monday, and, mine and, too. And I, I can't work out where the points have come uh, from. So Genuinely, I'm just thinking. But it could be that someone else's points were taken away. Someone else highly owned might have had a oh maybe away. yeah. There's probably that, um, isn't it? Or they've just deleted loads of people's teams. That would be handy. Well, yeah, you know. if they could Anyone delete outside a, the UK and Ireland, if they could delete around about another three hundred and eighty-one, that would be quite. Where handy is that? Where you at? Three eighty-two. Three eighty-two. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, doing all right. Um, made one move. Uh, sold Christian Romero for Carl Palmer, um, which didn't feel like necessarily right timing with uh, obviously Chelsea playing Manchester City none of us could have foreseen it being as wild as it was and let's be honest Palmer nearly dodged the points till obviously the goal right at the end um, but I, I had a consciousness of okay we're definitely going to want some Chelsea at some point here 
and undecisiveness on Lewis Dunk led me to that way. However, Palmer wasn't my first choice, I must be honest. I did decide Saturday night I was going to buy Matoma, uh, who obviously wasn't then. I thought, you know what, with the Dunk problem, if this becomes a serious, I'm still going to want some Brighton coverage, obviously, for the single game day against Crystal Palace. Um, and thinking, well, for, for a wild one for that night, find Mitoma with the fixtures Brighton have got. So I was prepared to go and punt that as a differential for a little bit. He obviously wasn't in the team, and I was like, right, okay. Let's go back to plan A, which was Cole Palmer in my head anyway. Um, so Romero gone. I will probably get him back, um, but Tottenham's serious nature of their injury problems, etc., means I might just leave that and just carry through with uh, Sonny. Lewis Dunk has remained... For the moment, you weren't on anyway, were you, Serge? Nope. My take on it was, and it was especially the case once Mitoma wasn't in the Brighton team against Sheffield United as well, was I'm definitely going to buy him back. So it's, it's got to be something that I felt was worthwhile to go into for a really short period with a clear avenue to go back. And I felt from that perspective, the best choice would have been to go into Jockey Manderson of Crystal Palace, um, who obviously... Like he definitely, I think, got over 100 passes against Everton. We identified the four good fixtures, then leave back. I decided to let that go Saturday. So I think once I'd done that, I was like, nope, I'm going to stick with this unless we got word from Deserby that Dunk was a serious injury. Dunk obviously pulled out of the England squad, um, but he did post on his Instagram on Monday uh, something, paraphrasing, to the extent of really disappointed to have to pull out the England squad. See you after the break. Doesn't mean much. I don't know. Go on. No, Who but, scored your points then this week? My, my point being is, I don't think that Lewis Dunk's not going to be back soon, is my cool. point. So, yeah, for the record, were I to move on, i.e. if it is something that becomes more serious, it's possibly Kieran Trippier would be the one I'd, I'd go for. I've got 1.5 in the bank because of the Palmer move. But I do have a conscious as well that Palmer might become a problem. Shimikas might become a problem. Uh, points for me this week. Pope 4, Shimikas 13, Saliba 12, Salah captains Sunday 32. Bowen 8, our captain son Saturday for 4. Ooh. I changed my mind. Um, I changed my mind on it. A Friday night, I was like, Do you know what? bollocks I'm going to captain Sun and actually it wasn't the I thought Sun was definitely a better choice than Saliba I got it into my head because Gabriel hadn't played for Arsenal on the Wednesday night that there was a small chance that Saliba might not play against Burnley and I was like do you know what it's Sonny's still clear talisman here against Wolves I'm going to go with it so I should have another 10 points on the board but I can only blame myself nine for Palmer 18 for Haaland five for Alvarez six for Watkins Cool, cool, cool. I nearly, I was, Dunk was on my radar as a replacement That's for you Romero. That's where you were going to go, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but the doubts meant meant that it, it wasn't going to happen. Um, and in the end, my toss-up was Shimakas or Palmer. And like you, I had in my mind to go back to Romero for West Ham. So then looking at Palmer's fixtures where they had uh, City, Newcastle, Brighton, Man United or at a Shimikas, and there's no guarantee Shimikas will play all these games, right? But if I've got Luton, Fulham, Sheffield United, there's Brentford in there. I literally there. love, Sorry, for, uh, the, Brentford. for the benefit of the listeners and the viewers, I've I love week two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So just well, letting my planner is the, two weeks old. The prior was Brentford and then Fulham, Sheffield United. If I get Shimikas in those fixtures, 
he's going to outscore Palmer. If you just in go my to, opinion, if you just go to James Planner, you can have oh, an updated one. Slack. Um, and also, the other thing with going to Palmer would have meant three five two as opposed to four four two. So I decided to go with Shimikas, and look, he's paid back in one game, so that's fine for me. Um, I captained Saliba over Martinelli. Like it's it's worked out okay because obviously he had the goal and, and a clear comfortable pass here, um, so that's fine. But the clean sheet would have made it really tasty had he had he hauled. Um, and I I will continue now to go Saliba over Martinelli because I've got no intention of getting another Arsenal uh, attacker if and when I want to captain an Arsenal player. Um, so yeah, that was not bad. You got your points out of ten players as well, right? Because no dunk. So did you? No yeah, Colwell, I, right? No Colwell, uh, Matty Cash. Uh, cheeky little shot tier from him. Oh, it's all right now. Is he Matty Cash? Is uh, no, four points ain't good enough. But I captain Salah like you over Holland. Um, much of a muchness really at the end of it. There's a point yep. in, a couple of points in it. Bowen, nice. Diaby with an assist. Uh, and then Alvarez with an assist and Holland with an 18-pointer. Um, Martinelli's thinking out my team here. Like If he is announced, as in, he's flagged. I'm sure he's not going to be. Then he's a clear move on for me. And Colwell, again, potentially could be a move on for me. But there's no desperation with either of those two at the moment. Yeah, you want to you wanna open up an avenue to Chelsea. I think Martinelli, um, probably Wednesday the 6th to mm. a Chelsea player is something you're probably going to be looking at. You've got money in the bank. I have, James. How much? Um, I have 1.4 million. Okay, so you could, point being, if you want to go into, say, Thiago Silva, who knows, maybe even by that point, be like Christopher Nkunku. Mm-hmm. Is a name I think to keep an eye on in the next few weeks. Obviously, we haven't the seen Cole yet. Will, we've heard is not like serious. Uh, it's just an illness or knock or something. No, like but does he definitely get back in the team? Cucurella played really well. Mm. Badia Shields fit. Um, this aside, Gary Mantle said on COTC yesterday that he, f- he felt it was probably the, f- the fourth best of, of the four, actually. So even still, he's going to be competing with Badia Shields again now. If so. we get news on the on the twenty fifth. That he's not travelled to Newcastle, he's not in the in the squad, and it's not fit for Newcastle. I'll move him on. So, uh, I'm not sure yet, but I'm, it's one of those where I'll make the transfer without a fixture gain because there'll be no fixture gain. Or you just go into Fulham Wolves potentially. What are you thinking? <laughs> the difference between shit and shite, isn't it? Uh, I'd probably go Ream or something like that, maybe. But. Um, yeah, to be confirmed. I probably I'm skipping that fixture. I'm not going to bother with that. To be honest with you. Yeah, I think it's the most likely uh, for me as well. But I think it probably it does need a little bit of coverage because I think psychologically it will be the obvious solution for people. And look, I can't promise that if Dunkey's ruled out for uh, you know a couple of weeks that I don't just go sod it. I am going to go into that game for a couple of games and then swing it back. The goalkeepers are reasonable picks. It's worth saying, I know a lot of people are going to go to Saar and, and it's fine. Particularly those are coming off Johnston. Like, I really, really get that move. I've kept one clean sheet this season, Wolves. Um, and he's not exactly been flying with the tears recently either. No tears in his last three games either. Um, 12 points against Everton is basically all he's got to speak of from his season. He's on 40 points. Leno's on plenty more than that. Uh, he's on 54. With Leno, you feel more likely to get the save tiers, I think. Even his have calmed down a, a little bit recently as well. I think defensively for Fulham, the only one I trust is Tim Ream, 7.5. And, and the reason I say that is that obviously you'll see the, the teams. Um, 
but he's the one I'd be very comfortable. Definitely stays in the team. You've got um, Adarabio is close to fitness as well. Diop is probably still a little bit further away. So Bassi probably stays in. But I can't give you a reason to pick Bassi over Ream at the same price. Anti Robinson is probably the most offensive one, but he's on four yellows. So that doesn't feel great. Paulinho. Like Colwell to Ream to Romero is actually a daisy chain that I could do. And I'll get three fixtures out of Ream, like Wolves, Liverpool, Forest. But yeah. Wolves and Forest are at home. But then, and then I can keep Shimikas. Yeah, um, you can look at that sort more, of thing. more sensible for, for me to do it that way, potentially. But I need, I need more information. I need to know what Colwell's situation is when he comes out the other side. Um, having said that, I could do that anyway. If Colwell is fit and he plays... Uh, plays the game against Newcastle I can still daisy chain that and I'll get a f- effective four fixtures of um, of Tim Ream and move it on to, to Romero uh, Paulini suspended we warned that this was obviously a possibility um Pop- Suma suspended as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. is it? Are well, you going to do a uh, card we, watch? We knew that was coming. Um, no, I don't have a card watch today, although I will say um, yeah, next week. the most important thing for me in the next weekend of Premier League matches is Tottenham getting a result against Aston Villa and the next most important thing is Rodri getting booked. Huh. Um, so he misses the game against Tottenham the week yeah. after. <laughs> Can he's, we have a bit of luck go still, our way? Like, Martin, I'm, I'm tempted to just do Martinelli to, to Rodri nah. for no reason other than just I want Rodri in my team. Oh, I hear that. I hear that. It, it's, it, I won't do it. Absolutely not likely to do it, but I really want it. Um, the other midfielders for Fulham is just like a much of a muchness. Like, fine, if you want to punch something as you know, punt signs a differential fine, William. And that deck would overread is 6.7, but he's kind of in competition for a place with the team with Harry Wilson. So I don't think you'd be getting the fixture gains that you necessarily want. Raul Jimenez did score at the weekend. He's 7.4 up front. Uh, I think Rodrigo Munez would have been more interesting if he'd been fit at 6.7. Uh, for Wolves, Craig Dawson is suspended as well. So as I said last week, if I was going to go in for that, Max Kilman, yes, more expensive at 7.7. Max Kilman's got 23 points. All season? All season. <laughs> He's played every game. Like, I mean, it's literally a punt looking That's for so clean great. sheets and stuff, isn't it? Eight Nori would be rogue, 7.2, but you should note that Hugo Bueno's back fit as well. Um, Huang, a few people will be on, doing decent, 7.3. It's probably the standout one from the offensive ones in the sense, right, Fulham away, Arsenal away. Burnley at home and move or Forest at home and move if that's the sort of thing you want to do. At his value, you could make the case just to stick him in and leave him in longer term, sure. Neto, their hopeful, is going to be back fit. He's 7.6. I suspect he probably won't make it. How many points he got this season so far, Neto? 51. Not bad. Huang is 60, so they'd be running very, very similar. As said on Monday's pod, those two goals Wolves scored at the weekend was the first two that didn't, wasn't scored or assisted by Neto or Huang. Mario Lamina, um, who had a shot here at the weekend, obviously scored the winning goal, had a really good effort in the first half as well. Um, Can pick up the odd tackle here. He's 7 million. He's also on four yellow cards. I know. Uh, Card watch. Pablo Sarabia obviously came on, scored and assisted. He's 6.8 can't go down that route even if he is in the team because once Neto's fit he'll take his place back Bellegarde would be a really really rogue punt at 6.6 but you could do worse I would say if you were looking to chain on from Nakamba to Bellegarde to Palmer as an example I wouldn't hate that but that's two transfers on bottom 
bottom price players, mm. basically. Um, the, other, the one I don't mind as a real punt is Cunha up front. Um, he's 7.2. He's actually got 45 points um, this season, which isn't terrible. And he does chip in with with the odd assist, the odd shots here, but I mean, he doesn't score enough. But 7.2 for a forward is pretty cheap. I wouldn't hate that if you wanted to go Fulham captaincy, Arsenal, and then, as I said, Burnley and or Forest and, and move it on from there. But yeah, I mean, arguably the two best assets from the two teams in terms of outfield players just got suspended. Because Dawson's the one you think, oh, it could be the clean sheet and the goal, yeah. right? Could yeah. be. Yeah. You don't have that feeling about Kilman and he's more expensive. Paulinho is the standout player at Fulham as well, even at his price. So yeah, I think it's a liable skip. But I would say I might punt something if there's a consideration that Lewis Dunk is out long term. Or, of course, the other one is, should I pick up an an injury over that weekend? Because I can always look at it and go, okay, well, let's do this and it'll buy me some time. Maybe if I'm not sure where I want to go, for example, because with the games on Sunday, let's say pick up an injury on Saturday, like I wouldn't want to invest new into Tottenham or Villa and I wouldn't on Everton or Man United either. So if I pick up a problem, even on the Saturday, I think I probably would punt skip something on the Monday. Monday but yeah. otherwise, it's a skip. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Cool, cool. Uh, we won't look at captaincy for the next three days because we're in the middle of an international Yeah, we break. will because you're not here next week. Yeah, but you've got someone better to talk to about it. It's true. Before we just give it a shout out. I have to go over to, to Berlin next week to check out. James wants to go and watch the Euros. He said, where are the best uh, Bratwurst and Currywurst uh, shops? So I said, I'll go and scope them out for you and I'll find the best did beer you, killer. Did, did you apply for tickets? No. No, no. Everyone had an answer and yesterday, was it, or the day before? Yeah, no? no one got tickets. Really? <laughs> There'll oh. be more release, but it was, get your wallets out for UEFA. I, I searched you because all, all, all our patrons were moaning. We're like, I didn't get any tickets. I had a look on Twitter, and it was about forty messages before someone says, "Yeah, I got one for a group game. One <laughs> like, ticket. I got a game in Gelsenkirchen." Oh, mate, difficult times. But yeah, I won't be here. But you have a guest. Let's give it a shout out. Let's do it because people need uh, to bookmark. Yeah, I think next week, the winner of Sky Fantasy Football this season might be on the podcast and Luke Williams will be here joining me as well. Uh, (laughs) I'm here all week. Um, Luke's like 27th or something. Uh, Luke Williams is 27th. 1183. Absolutely smashing it. And his second team's... 100 and... His, his, his second team is really well placed as well, by the way. So, yeah, Luke, as you, many of you know, is this FPL yeah, uh, from the Expected Goals podcast. He'll be on next week. Um, but, yeah, we can do captaincy uh, quick. Okay, because it'll take all of, like, two seconds. Um, Go on, then. Well, who are you captaining? Because I, I actually, I think they're all up for debate. I'm going to go Holland. That's my intention against Liverpool. Yeah. I'm um, going to go. It's a home fixture, basically. I feel like the second best choice is probably Salah. Uh, Maybe Arsenal. Yeah, I was going to say Saliba. Yeah, I mean, probably will it pass Maybe here at Brentford. Saliba. Like, if I had a defensive player that I felt I could bank on, but I don't, I'd say Saliba. I think the rogue one for people... Um, Jared Bowen. 
That's one, yeah, away mm-hmm. to Burnley and also maybe Anderson at Luton if people have taken yeah. that route. Yeah. But yeah, for me, it's always the same. It's Holland home games. I'm not I'm not having to fight or the argument with anyone. But I think if people did want to go Salah, it's perfectly reasonable. You must remember as well, the ownership of the two players is so high. Do you need to take the gamble? I realise Jared Bowen has scored in every away game. He's not going to continue to score in every away game. Yes, the fixture is good away to Burnley, but I would still go with probably with one of the big two rather than Bowen personally. Yeah, I, um, uh, just thinking about Bowen's ownership here, we've got, oh, come on. Uh, so top one K over half now. Fifty three, yeah. But compared to Holland's top one K eighty nine and Salah in top one K ninety six. So by the way, there's clues in that Salah and Holland's ownership particularly eighty nine percent in the top thousand. Mm. Yeah, there's there's a hundred teams in the top thousand that I'm a little bit unsure of at this moment. Uh, I don't have a lot of choice on Sunday the twenty sixth, James. Uh, it's Diaby or Cash. For me, because I don't own anyone else. Oh, no Tottenham, no? No. And uh, I think you wait, we, by the way. Huh? I think you wait. Like, I'm don't, not buying. Don't, don't buy, yeah. I'm not buying. Not with your, the current state. Uh, I'm happy to just go Diaby. I'm going to go Diaby over cash, because as as much troubles, your troubles are at the back more than at the, up front. Like, I bank you to score in uh, any given game, any given time. I don't know. Time, the Wolves so. game might suggest it's just troubles everywhere, <laughs> possibly. There may be trouble. Um, Oh, dead you know what? It's a it's a tough one, and I let, no decision needs to be made now. No decision needs to be made. Arguably, too, I see the teams, um, but I certainly want to see something different from Tottenham, which would be a link for Sun. If Sun doesn't have that link, then I'm concerned. That said, we know Villa will go with the high line at certain points in the game, uh, and the opportunity will will be there over the top. My biggest concern would be is of Tottenham without Madison got anyone who can get the timing of the pass right and play it through. Um, I might go, I've got Son and Watkins. It'll be close. I might even go Watkins. Cause my, my instinct is they, we don't beat them. That's my instinct at the moment. But I also think it, it could be like a 2-2. So, yeah, definitely for you, DRB over cash. Yep. And I think if you've just got Watkins as an example, like I would run with that. Anyone lingering with Bruno or Rashford or anything? Who are you firstly? But would you rather I'd go still, with them over I'd, Everton nah, or you'd go from I'd, your game? I'd still go from the Tottenham Villa game, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think um, it's going to be a tough game for Man United. Everton defensively very dogged, but I, I mean that I can see that being very low scoring, like one nil or one one or something. Everton I, Man United. I don't even from that Monday game. I don't even know who to tell you is best. Whatever you can get your hands on. I, I don't. I don't like just for the one night. Even remove the fixtures afterwards. What is best? I, I don't even know what to predict the game. To be honest, my instinct is no Paulinho, Fulham in trouble. But at Dawson will be a big, big, big miss for Wolves as well. It's probably like a one-one, isn't it? It, it? it feels like that, and it, possibly that's influenced on the fact the two teams played on a single game day last year, and it was one-one. But it feels as skippable as anything. I was looking. Um, I should have spoken about this last week. But you know, we got the Burnley Luton game after overhaul. It's definitely a single game day now because Burnley went out the the Carabao. One of the options was 12 o'clock on a Sunday. So it's definitely going to be the Friday or the, the Monday night now. And we will know, obviously, before we have to lock in our teams. But we won't know till quite late, whether it's at the start or the end. And I, I look at that and I still think, as much as we've joked about Bayer, I think he's definitely four or five points minimum against Luton if he's in the team. Definitely get Parsons here. Whereas I'm looking at that Fulham Wolves, I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to do with it. 
I think Bellegarde could be a really cheeky, cheap one to maybe look at. But yeah, the more I think about it, I just think I'm I'm getting away from that. So it's going to be a big deal for me. I better end up buying someone. <laughs> I bet I do because I can't let it go. But I have to let this one go. Cool. Let's talk about uh, tier points and then we can get into some questions that we've had in on X as well. Yeah. Anything interesting from the weekend or was it as expected? Uh, anything Shout interesting. out to Frank, FS stuff. There's always interesting things. Um, so still some passing tiers knocking about for Tottenham players at Wolves. Eric Dyer obviously played uh, 76 passes, so tier two. Don't go near that. Um, ben Davis, tier one, don't, don't go, go near, near that. that. <laughs> Emerson Royal, tier one, don't go near that. If you really, really wanted to get involved with Tottenham defence, it is Pedro Porro, another tackle tier, and the assist. He really is ticking over fine, you know. I spoke about this last week. There is a small possibility that he might play a more advanced role against Villa. Um, I'll speak about that on our Patreon pod today. I don't think he will, but it is a possibility, I think, that he could play in a front throw. Uh, Bissouma and Hoiberg both hit tier two passing. Bissouma 70 passes from the 75 minutes. As said, the suspension has arrived. Um, Hoiberg will play the deep line role against Villa. He will most likely hit passing tier in that fixture. Uh, the numbers weren't huge for Arsenal against Burnley, which shouldn't really come too unexpected. Uh, William Saliba, 84, and obviously with a goal, Alexander Zinchenko, one better, uh, one less pass, but also got tackled tier two as well to go with his goal. David Red did make four saves in the game. Tommy Asu, 63 passes for tier one. Gabriel, only 53. You'd be gutted with that. Yep. Home to Burnley. And I, I bet there's a couple of people out there who are captained him um, who might have had. The Andrew Trussard obviously played through the middle shot tier. Uh, Trafford hit, save tier. Jay Rodriguez up front, uh, shot tier. Sander Berger with five tackles. Jordan Bayer watch, 49 completed passes low. at the Emirates. That's not low at the Emirates. Low, not low at the Emirates. But low, too low to get a tier point. You wouldn't expect him to away to no, Arsenal, true. would you? 49 no. passes for centre-back at Arsenal. It's decent, I think mate. Arsenal centre-back's low. Or Arsenal defenders is low. I'm surprised they didn't well, That's the, the point. Hundreds. Jordan Bayer's completed four less passes than Gabriel. Mm. That's got to be a surprise, I think. Um, what does that tell you about the game? It tells me that Burnley will still have bits of the ball and are still capable of creating and controlling, but they're going to give up two. I mean, you wouldn't... As much as I'm saying, yeah, sure, he's going to pick up the odd pass and and I'm not recommending anyone goes back, by the way. Um, they're not going to stop conceding goals, right? Sadly not. That's the problem. Uh, Jockey Manderson, 112 passes. Crystal Palace against Everton. Uh, centre-back partner, Mark Gay, 111. Tyreek Mitchell, who's, who's had little bits of attention. Uh, five tackles, one. Does chip in with them. Jefferson Lerma, 78 passes completed. Shot tier and tackle tier two. And a goal and a yellow card for Ebe Eze on his first start back. There was a shot here for odds on Edouard. Uh, James Tarkovsky tackled here, the only Everton player outfield uh, with any tears. Uh, for Manchester United, Victor Lindelof, 107 passes completed. Harry Maguire, 80. But nothing for Bruno Fernandes and Marcus Rashford, if anyone did gamble that. Unsurprisingly, the only Luton player uh, to pick up a tear. Have a guess, it, Serge. Goalkeeper. Goalkeeper. That was not a guess. Marvellous Nakamba, one tackle, one. I had to admit to that before people thought I was a genius. Um, on Nakamba, 
because I think those who are on and looking at Palmer are going to be thinking, oh, what's going on here all of a sudden, right? When Palmer's got like 45 points in five game weeks or something, which let's be honest, what's Nakamba's ceiling over that? 25 mm. over the sun. <laughs> That's like his ceiling, isn't it? Look, don't panic about it. Take Nakamba against Palace. Palmer plays at Newcastle the same day. Then Nakamba plays Brentford before Palmer plays Brighton on the Sunday. But yeah, I would be looking to to move it on and it's going to give you a Chelsea captaincy coverage if you've got no coverage of them Bournemouth were excellent against Newcastle in their 2-0 victory Newcastle obviously have injury problems at the moment uh, emphasised I think by Nick Pope's eight saves um, despite Newcastle losing 2-0 Big Tasty and Kieran Trippier 56 passes respectively Fabian Scher only 31. Marcus Senesai of Bournemouth hit passing tier 60. Ilya Zabani not far off from 55. It was shot tier and tackle tier for Ryan Christie. Dominic Solanke, two shots on target, were obviously both scored. I did have a little look, Serge, around um, obviously Manchester City's um, blank period and looking at people maybe to punt. What's interesting about the City final day with Palace before they go to the Club World Cup is you do see the team. And thinking ahead, I was asking myself, what would I, what would I do if I got to that point and Alvarez isn't in the team? Yep. And I could have a punt of something else for three games and maybe even longer. And that day, Dominic Solanke does play Luton at home and then there's Forrest away and Fulham at home. It's a decent three. Before City would play again. Um, you wouldn't need it for captaincy or anything like that, but if you're looking for something around the differential just in before overhaul, I don't hate that. Uh, Slanky's other fixture before overhaul, by the way, is Tottenham away. Um, yeah, if Christian Romero is not fit, that's a good fixture as well. Uh, Villa and Fulham. Newcastle uh, over that same period. Fulham at home, Luton away, Forest at home. But with Slanky, you know you get the games. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess it's well, where, where do you, how much money you got and where do you want to go? Yeah. But I don't mind that as a shout at all, to be honest with you. And sometimes you've got to take these little three for zeros. It's, it's more, a prob- it wouldn't be one for me, probably. Um, but Circumstance I, but I think might drive it. It's something I'd have to consider because what I've thought about that period with City at the end is you're looking, and we don't know if the Brentford game is going to happen on, on that yacht or happen yet or not on, say, December the 3rd. I still think it will. But I think we probably need some information within the next 17, 18 days or so, roughly, for it to happen. If it does, you, you look at that Everton, Sheffield United, Brentford, and you think, yeah, do you know what? I probably do want more than one city to cover that off. But I, I see the team against um, Everton, the first game back. It's obviously the Wednesday night. I don't see the team against Sheffield United. And then obviously the Brentford game, I'd see the team. So it's only the Sheffield United game that wouldn't see the team. Now, there's no chance of me not catching Haaland against Sheffield United. I'd be pretty confident Everton and Brentford would play. Now, if I did have information that Haaland was out, for example, then I'm going to invest back in a manage to see, say Haaland was out for that period. I'm going to buy something else Rodri. anyway. I'm not just going to leave it, right? And to be honest, yeah, it could be Rodri. It could be Alvarez. Kevin De Bruyne. You own Alvarez, really. Kevin De Bruyne might be back. You own Alvarez already. Yeah, I've got Alvarez, but my point being is, if I got to that Palace game, and then City got those three games in quick succession, my point is, Alvarez might only play two, and, and let's even put it a different way. Say the Brentford game doesn't get added, 
and maybe then he only starts one of Everton or Sheffield United. So over the same period, I'd be looking at, say, a Solanke four versus one and a half, for example. Like, it might be worth the gamble, knowing that I certainly wouldn't captain the City player. It's just something I think we might have a look back on players that we might want to punt on those sort of circumstances. Now, of course, if Alvarez plays, I'm not, it wouldn't be Solanke because they're playing at the same time, as an example. Uh, Villa Fulham at the weekend. A bizarre one. You don't get this very often. All four centre-backs, tier one passing. Um, we're the only passing tiers in the game. So Torres and Consa. Ezri Consa got his England call-up. I like that as well. I think he's having a really good season. 68 passes completed. Tim Ream, 68. Calvin Bassey, 64. It was a tackle tier for Castagne, as you said. Shot tier for Cash. Uh, tier one saves for both goalkeepers. Raul Jimenez, three shots on target. How Ollie Watkins didn't... Have you seen it yet? Miss. You've still not seen, still it, not seen it, have <laughs> you? <laughs> now he's not scored again and it shots here. Um, but at least he obviously got the one. Brighton and Sheffield United. Uh, so no dunk, obviously. So he's Jan Paul Van Heck with the big numbers in terms of passing 103. Adam Webster, 83. Igor Julio, 74. Pascal Gross started at right back, only 44. Billy Gilmore, 61 passes. Ansu Fati of a shot on target. Obviously, the game impacted by the red card to Mohamed Dahoud as well. Really emphasised by the fact that Vinicius Souza, who we thought might be a bit of a tackle monster, did complete two tackles in his 52 minutes against Brighton and in the same period only completed four passes. Oh. Whereas Gustavo Hamo, who played the whole game, completed 32. Oliver Norwood completed 55. Right. So after the red card, there was a real swing in terms of the amount of ball that Sheffield United had. Norwood actually picked up seven tackles as well. Um, in hindsight, I'm pleased Matoma wasn't in the team because I think it would have been a mistake to buy him, actually. And I was looking at it punt. Timing was just right. Um, but I think it would have been a mistake, actually. Uh, from Liverpool-Brentford... No passing tiers. Big surprise. Virgil van Dijk, 55. Joel Matip played at centre-back. Only 40. Trent, 45. Shimikas, 35. Uh, Endo played in the, the sitting of the three midfield players. Only 49. Saboslai, 52. Not a dime bar. You'd expect it against Brentford. I don't know if that's partly they took their foot off the pedal at winning 3-0 quite comfortably. There, there might be some of that, but you still would have expected it. Shot tier for Nunes and Salah, who were obviously in returns. Mark Flecken yeah. did make eight saves. It was a save tier again for Alisson. Uh, Brentford's XG was very similar to Liverpool's. It was. Uh, West Ham players with passing tiers. You don't get this every week. So, uh, Nea for Gued, 64. And our possession wasn't like crazy high, 55, 57%. Still yeah. high enough. James Ward-Prowse, 70. Kurt Zuma was one short. Pakatar and Socek, who could have got more than the one he got, um, both in shots here. Uh, for Forrest, uh, Murillo and Niacate, 46-48 respectively. Murillo actually went off with basically 20 minutes to go. And as they were chasing right at the end, he might have even ended up close, possibly. Ibrahim Sangare with a tackle tier. Taiwan Yi uh, shots here and his first goal for probably since any of us captained him, I should imagine. Uh, from Chelsea, Manchester City, shot tiers for Foden. Holland, Gallagher, Palmer, Jackson. Uh, 11 saves between the two keepers, Sanchez and Edison, despite conceding eight. Yes, it was a madness. Uh, what a game. Mark Cucurella, tier one tackle. Reese James, tier two tackle. Five tackles won, despite just the 64 minutes. Ruben Diaz, the only Manchester City player to hit tier two pass in 75. Rodri, just 66. So a lot of that 
down to the work of Conor Gallagher, which I'm going to do a piece on on our, our Talking Tactics on Patreon this week. That concludes your data roundup from the weekend, Serge. Lovely jubbly. Appreciate that, Rodri, eh? It's funny how... Only 66 these... selling his shit. <laughs> it comes up clutching these big games. Unbelievable four, for uh, them. Four tier twos in a row prior to that tier one. So, you know... That's probably his first tier one of the season, isn't it? <laughs> Even <laughs> against Forest, we got know, sent off... Tier one, like I'll just minute. score a goal and get those points didn't instead. He, when he got sent off against Forest, didn't he have tier two? Despite Possibly. getting sent off, like, seconds after half-time. He's a madman. He's a madman. Let's get into some questions that we had in on uh, online. It, have we? Uh, Michael Harland, as always, uh, he says, so he decided not to bring in Haaland uh, as he captained Salah on Sunday. This is We talked about this a bit last yep. night. And he's, he had Van Dijk as well after bringing him against Luton. He still rose in rank this week from 11-ish to 7.5k uh, and could go from Nakamba to Bowen on Sunday and Hoyland to Nunez. Like James on FPL, as he has no mo. He's saying he doesn't want to go back to Holland. Is that what he's yeah. saying? Yeah, go back to Holland for Liverpool. No, oh, for against Tottenham. Yeah. Honestly, if you don't have Erling Holland in that game, and Eric Dyer and Ben Davis are playing centre back for Tottenham, I suggest you don't watch the game. Okay, I'll be watching it from the so, upper tier at the Etihad. Probably through Michael my fingers. Says, to make sense of that question a bit more, I'm saying not having Holland probs should have hit me hard, but hasn't. Like James in FPL, not only it. Salah, allowing funds elsewhere. So this sounds stupid, but might not buy him back. And he does apologise for the long questions. He just likes to keep me reading. Not no, a problem, and it's fine. Michael. And do you know what? That day you can take Holland in seriousness. You can take Holland on again because Salah plays Fulham, right? When Holland plays Villa, you can take him on again. When Salah plays Sheffield United, if selected by the way, because I think there's a fair chance across Fulham, Sheffield United and Palace that, and we will see the team for all of them, but there's a fair chance that Salah might not start one of those games. Um, it's then, it's the last two. So obviously then Salah plays Palace, Holland plays Luton on Sunday the 10th. The alternatives for captaincy that day is probably what, Chelsea assets at Everton or an alternative City player. Tottenham and Newcastle play each other, doesn't feel great. And then obviously as said, there's that Crystal Palace home game where alternative for captaincy, that one, ironically, it's probably Chelsea again at home to Sheffield United. So look, can you can you keep taking him on? Sure. Could you win out with it? Sure. Is it worth the risk at this stage of the season not to get Erling Haaland back for the Tottenham game when there's a clear re-entry point? I would be looking to do it and manufacture it. The problem is, as said, when we covered this last week, who do you come off of to get him back in? Because the only ones of value, really, who play on the Saturday is like Sackers and stuff. The other big kind of premium players are playing on the Sunday. So the difficulty to navigate back to it might be part of what Michael's issue is. He might be looking at how am I, how am I getting back financially. I honestly would be looking to manipulate that situation if it meant buying Cole Palmer on the same day, for example, when Chelsea play Brighton. That's what I'd be doing to make it happen. Uh, we've had we've had a lot of talk about Wolves Fulham. Uh, Dan Robinson's got uh, if Dunks out for a while, would you get a Wolves or Fulham defender? I don't mind that because uh, you can daisy chain that onto Romero if you want him back for the West Ham game. But also Newcastle play that day, Everton away. But then following that, Newcastle have got Everton, then Tottenham, but then Fulham, Luton, Forest. There's a three, so going to Newcastle instead of yeah, if yep. I feel like if I knew Martinelli was out, for example, for the Brentford game. 
I could move him to Sun for the Villa game. And then I've got my Tottenham coverage. So then I've got no desperation to go back to Romero. So I'd rather go to Newcastle because their fixtures afterwards yeah. are, are decent. There's one very simple way of, of, of looking at this, I think, in terms of um, if you want to punt one. I strongly think it's Wolves. And that's because essentially once you daisy it on, you don't have to go back to the same player. And to be honest, if you're going back to the same player, I don't recommend bothering. Um, with Fulham, you've only really got a choice of four teams of who to move on to. And when once you look at the fixtures, basically it becomes two, right? It's like Romero or a Newcastle player, yep. which is fine. But that's the only choice you've got on that Thursday night. The 7th. From Wolves... Obviously, on Wednesday the 6th or Thursday the 7th, you've got your choice of 16 teams. Or even if you want to keep for the Forest fixture as well, which isn't a terrible idea, then you've still got your choice of uh, eight teams on Sunday the 10th. And that would include Tottenham and Newcastle again, Manchester City. It's the Chelsea entry point, really. Um, And that's why I think a number of us would prefer Wolves because there's two clear hop-on-off points, whereas with Fulham, you really are restricted just to Tottenham-Newcastle. And listen, if your idea is Romero, there's no reason to think Romero won't be straight back in against West Ham as long as he's fit, right? Um, Then he'll be straight back in the team. If that's the one you want to do, fine, go to Romero. I would suspect, though, it's still a daisy for you because presumably if you had Romero, you probably sold, I'm guessing, last weekend rather than decided to to hold let's have a quick look at his ownership Romero yeah 4.4% in the top thousand and he was what over 50% everyone's I think got rid of him. so yeah nearly everyone's moved on right uh AD Tour is Nakamba to Palmer a want or a need transfer it's still a want yeah um but you might decipher, for example, if that's going to be your one Chelsea player. I've spoken about the kind of best backup to Manchester City on on a couple of days. And you obviously have the obvious single game day against Wolves on Sunday the 24th. So at the moment, it's a want, but it may become a need if you're struggling to move off other things. Like I'd in my head, I kind of think in Saliba to Silva, say when Chelsea play Manchester United Wednesday the 6th. I know Silva's not playing all those games though. Not that I know Palmer's going to play all those games. It might be when it gets closer, I'd look at you know Alvarez to Nkunku, for example. Nkunku might be a new yeah, if he's back in, card. really what price could be. Is he in this game? Nine? I think it's 9 4, I think, from from memory. Such. Dave Goal, he wants to know thoughts on Adingra as a Sky asset. 7 million. Not Until the Palace game, he says. Not Ken. Okay. I, what I would say is I think he's first choice. Um,. I do note as well, interestingly, that obviously I've got two Europa games left. Both the Europa games are before the hardest games that they've got over this period. So Chelsea away and, and Arsenal away. So they're probably the ones you're least worried about. I think the great goal at the weekend, I don't think it's a terrible buy, but I also think it's very punty. You want it for the Palace game. I can't guarantee you a start against Palace. Not with, not with a player like that. The only two... People, I can tell you, will start at Crystal Palace if they're fit. A Duncan Matoma. Anybody else right now? I mean, what's what have Brighton got beforehand? Seven games. Yeah. So if if it's part with the Palace captaincy in mind, meh. My take on that, by the way, at the moment, Serge, would be: I think beyond the Burnley game, if I was to pick up an injury to Dunk again, for example, and he looks like he's out for that period, I could end up skipping that Palace Brighton. Because afterwards, the, the gap, Palace have got Chelsea away afterwards is shit. For Brighton, nearly every other team plays twice before they play again. So I think it would be a skip. 
we've got a question coming in from Eze, FPO Eze, as opposed to Eze, Eberici Eze. Uh, a heavy weekend celebrations meant he forgot to transfer out Romero on Saturday. Okay. Should he just hold him now till he's back? Nah. You've still got three games for the majority of the yeah, rest of the teams. That's a no. So, keep it moving. Yeah. Um, what I like about the potentially going dunk to Trippier, by the way, is I've only missed out on one Trippier point. Like, look for someone who did badly last week. You'll feel better about it. <laughs> I'm going to summarise three or four of the last questions that we've had into one, James, Go on uh, before we wrap the show. It's gone a bit more philosophical. A lot of people are commenting that but we're getting closer and closer to the overhaul. And a vast majority of the captaincies are covered off until overhaul. So there's questions like, how close to overhaul should I keep making transfers? If I don't need to make any transfers between now and overhaul to cover off captaincy, should I be attacking certain teams or should I be saving my transfers? So a lot of people now are in that mindset where they're kind of winding down. And and look, I, I mean, like, FPL uh, face-off, Tom, and Tom knows better than this. He says, it looks like we can get to overhaul fairly easily with only a couple of transfers. <laughs> it was the same time last week or the week before, right, where it was no more logging in. You know better than that that you can't, but the point being, like, it's not it's not the most difficult period to navigate now up to overhaul for most people with one or two transfers. But do people still be aggressive? Is it still the time to chase or depends on your circumstance, right? So if, you know, if you're sitting there with no Arsenal, no Villa, no Tottenham, no Chelsea, then at some point you are going to be making some moves here, right? If you like Michael with no man, no Holland, he probably is going to want that at some point, right? So it depends how you're. Well, set. One or two moves will cover you off. You, are you thinking just one or two, three more, maybe rather than depends. Go six I mean, if you seven. look at that period, Thursday the twenty first to Christmas Eve, right? For me, the four best captaincies are Brighton, Villa, Tottenham and Chelsea. So if you're sitting there with Romero was your one Tottenham, you don't have it. You haven't got Ollie Watkins. You've just sold Dunk and you don't have any Chelsea yet. Right. There's every chance you're going into that period making four moves, I think. So again, it depends how well you're set. Now, I've got, for example, Dunk, Palmer, Son, Watkins. Guess what? If they all get injured over the next month, I'm probably making four moves. Maybe, as I said, I might skip the, the Brighton, but I'd be looking to move into the other teams. So it depends how well you're set. It depends what happens. I'd say a couple of things. One, the closer it gets to overhaul, if you pick up a problem, um, the more I'd be inclined to punt a differential, like a Solanke. That yeah, example, yeah. I'm not saying that, but... I. As something of that ilk that you go, right, it's different. I'm going in on my own here because I'm fairly certain that it's going to be pretty template after overhaul. Uh, in terms of final move points, I think Christmas Eve, when Chelsea play Wolves, it would still be reasonable to buy a Chelsea player there with the Wolves, Palace and Luton games. Um, failing that, I think last point for a transfer would be Wednesday the 27th when Manchester City go to Everton, particularly if the Brentford game does happen at the end and you need to get yourself City for their last three. Other than that, that's it. So Thursday the 28th, if I got an injury, that's it. Been, it's nothing happening. Game over. Let's get to the end. Cool. And for you regular Sky players who want a little bit of uh, interactive action on James's spreadsheet, why don't you head over to patreon.com forward slash planet FPL. You can support the show. Join the active community of, Slack manager, uh, active community of Sky managers on Slack, I should say. 
um, access to the fixture planning spreadsheet and a bunch of other stuff as well. Um, we'd love to have you over there to support the show. Next week, as you've mentioned, James, you have Luke on, yep. flying high up the ranks. So uh, that will be an excellent episode. I'll definitely get a chance to listen in to that while I'm traveling. Um, so make sure you get your questions in. Follow James on Twitter, at PlanetFPLPod. When he tweets, you can jump in on that. It'll be a, a decent show. Um, yeah, anything else to add? What you got tomorrow? COTC? Uh, COTC, Brentford versus Arsenal with Tom Med and Adam Pritchard. We've got Newcastle, Chelsea from yesterday with Simon Bibby and Gary Mantle as well. I'll be streaming on Friday if you want to join me. 12 o'clock, I think. Looking forward to it. I um, can't wait for Tom's uh, Neil Mope sales pitch. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I shut that down. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to the show. Thank you always for your support. Stay safe. Look after yourselves. Ciao for now. Thanks, everyone. Play it your way. Be nice to each other. Cue music, please. Manchild. Sports Social Podcast Network.